Welcome to the Andy Staples Show, which is very quickly becoming a gambling show. I mean, I guess Ari was here, so it kind of already was, but (laughs) joined by Ari and Scott Dockerman to talk about two more gambling scandals. We had one last week and then two popped on Monday. Scott, you're perfectly placed to talk about this because we heard about the Iowa one over the weekend Mm -hmm. and then it. You, you, there was some clarity on Monday. The Iowa State one also pops on Monday. So what are, what are we dealing with here? Well, we're dealing with uh, athletes in eight different sports, uh, totaling 41 in the state of Iowa, 15 at Iowa State, 26 at Iowa. Uh, that uh, bet at some point. Uh, so Iowa was notified last week, May 2nd, about some of these uh uh, the potential criminal conduct related to sports wagering and possible NCAA Whoa. violations. And uh, so from there, the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission has been involved. Law, law enforcement in, involved, uh, notified Iowa on the 3rd. Uh, the 4th, they received the list of the individual's names. The 5th, they banned those athletes from competition, including some baseball players. They're number one hitter who had started every game magically did not play in their series against Ohio state over the weekend uh, and among a few other players. So, uh, you know, overall the university of Iowa received information on 111 individuals, 26 from baseball, football, men's basketball, men's track and field and wrestling and one full-time department employee who I can only imagine uh, will not be if they're at will. They are at won't uh, pretty quickly, yeah. and if they are contracted, uh, they'll probably be non-contracted in a minute. It's, uh, so, you said potential criminal violations. Do we know what that is? Do we know specifically what they were looking for? Or? I, I'm still trying to gather that kind of information, so I don't know, but that's something that, that the university itself released today, potential criminal conduct. Now, is that because of insider information? Um, you know, I don't know what classifies that. We're dealing with college athletes. Um, would that include, uh, you know, somebody's significant other who's in another sport that knows something about a team or and then betting on it. I, you know, I think some of this is going to come out. Obviously it's going to come out. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so, you know, there have been, you know, again, the, the speculation has been so rampant. It's been hard to kind of gather what might be real and what might not be. And I think a lot of the athletes, uh, bet on the Iowa, South Carolina final four game. And that's the, this least is the, the women's the final four where Iowa upset South Carolina. And, uh, I believe, one of the three of us had a, a, a bad, bad night that night. I think. wish uh, I had some infor- inside information uh, in that game because uh, my outside information led me to one of the most painful evenings of my life. So um, <laughs> I, I have like, this is my take on this whole scenario, guys. Okay. And then I'll let you, you guys riff off of it. But if they're betting on the NBA or the NFL, like I don't care. And I don't know why the word scandal is attached to it. Um, but at the same time, there are signs all over every building I've ever walked into. Um, and everybody is keenly aware that they should not be doing this. So as dumb as I think it is to get fired up about somebody betting on the NBA, I also don't feel bad for the people getting in trouble with it because it's so simple to not do it if you know, and they all know not to do it. So, you know, I don't know how to, how to 
manif- or to reconcile both of those thoughts because you know stupid rule is not the issue sometimes it's are you able to follow the stupid rule and if you're not then there's consequences for it now whatever criminal activity you know you were discussing took place obviously that's a different ball game than what i'm talking about but like you know this andy you said that good before the show and i'll, I'll just repeat you but you know, if gambling is going to be legalized um, and this is going to be a mainstream thing for everybody to participate in, then I agree with you in the sense that there needs to be more uh, legitimate and f- rules Common that sense are, are rules yes. that we can follow uh, yeah. of if you are a student athlete at the University of Iowa, you cannot bet on anything. And if that's the rule right now. You know, and if that remains the rule, then whatever you have to follow yeah. it while you're an athlete. I, I, there. I but, think I, I think that probably goes a little too far. Like, I would not have a problem with college athletes gambling on the NBA, on the NFL, on you know, a professional sport. Just not on. You could make the rules. Just don't bet on college sports, and mm-hmm. all of that stuff can be tracked. Mm-hmm. That's oh, what yeah. they, they well, have. They have apps and services that the schools can subscribe to, and and as probably a condition of your scholarship the players probably have to submit to having their information logged in here this would happen to the nfl guys mm-hmm. you know all of the Williams. nfl players yeah their stuff is tracked so if they place a bet it knows like the, the, what did jameson the, williams the bet on didn't he bet on the nba yeah but he did it from the actual location the facility yeah, yeah. And you're not allowed to yeah. do it from the team facility and yeah. i and iowa state also was uh, part of this i didn't want to make it an all i one where they had 15 uh from mm-hmm. football wrestling and track as well so yeah this is uh i mean this is pretty heavy because iowa legalized sports gambling was the 11th state to do it back in may of 2019 you could do it from your phone you could do it in person they have sports books and and uh there's no uh you, you can even do it on the local teams whereas in illinois you cannot bet on Illinois uh, college teams. You can't bet on Northwestern. You can't bet on the Illini or, you know, my alma mater, Western Illinois. You just, you just can't do it from the state borders. The Leathernecks? You can't bet on the Leathernecks? You know what? I bet on them to win a war. I don't know about a game. But <laughs> the, the question that I, I have, too, is just like gambling is, you know, we think placing a bet on a sporting event, win or lose, under uh, over under one of those two things. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what about fantasy football? Yeah. Right. NCAA tournament pool. Well, what about all squares? Bit, all game, all yeah. Like, what about all the stuff that everybody does? Yeah. You I, know, like, and it's like, so you have to draw a line in the sand of like, this is what's permitted and this is what's not permitted. And then you have to follow those guidelines. But if what, people want to lose their money betting on the NBA, then that's their prerogative. Nobody the, wins betting on the NBA. The bi- <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you, Artie. <laughs> Public service announcement. The, the biggest problem, though, is our prop bets. I mean, that, that's what this could all be. And if you know it and it's like, dude, you know, you're going to miss X number of free throws or, you know, hey, I'm taking Iowa and, uh, you know, 60% completion percentage of the under or something, whatever the prop bets might be, you know, certainly under 25 points a game. There's an something. Iowa offense joke in there. Yeah. Just Am I allowed to make the Iowa joke? You can, make, <laughs> you can probably make it. I don't think Scott should make it. No. Yeah. Yeah. I just... uh you cannot bet unders in the state of Iowa. Let's just put it that way. And I'll let the listeners uh, put two and two together on that one. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, I, it's, it's very hard for me to do a lot of hand wringing yet because we don't yet know specifically what we're talking about here. We know that people have been suspended. People have been investigated. 
we saw at Alabama, Brad Bohannon, the baseball coach, got fired over this. He was connected to a mm. suspicious set of bets placed in, in Ohio. But, yeah, I, I want to know more about this. Like, the Bohannon thing, I want to know what they found. Mm. And I realize that these are employment records and that sort of thing, but I think it's in the SEC's best interest to tell everybody what they found. And it's in the University of Alabama's best interest to tell everybody what they found. Ditto for for this situation with Iowa and Iowa State. No question. I mean, I think this is a teachable moment if it's, let's say, semi-innocent. Maybe it, it was betting on the Final Four game. and But you're going to get somewhat suspended for it, I mean, at, at some point. And I think, you know, whether it's, it's football or – and I don't know what Iowa State would have bet on, but uh, they don't have a baseball team, so it's not that uh, – so, you know, but I do think that this is something that I that uh, is a teachable moment for everybody involved, because if they all get suspended uh, for even a couple of games, I mean, again, they had a pretty pivotal weekend series against Ohio State and Iowa's a really good team and their best hitter was did not play. And that and that said a lot. Yeah, I mean, Iowa's a, a an NCAA tournament team just like Alabama is. Yeah. And I mean, that's that is definitely hard to deal with when you just having guys pull. So yeah, I, this is something I think maybe this off season, you know, you always have this emergency NCAA legislation. Maybe the schools need to get together and come up with kind of a blanket policy. And, and obviously conferences may want to do it differently. Schools may want to do it differently, be more strict Mm -hmm. than than others, but probably have kind of a baseline policy on this. I think, I, I really think you could just make it common sense. Do not gamble on college athletics. If you're a college athlete, or an employee yeah. of a of mm-hmm. a college athletic department that feels like a a fairly common sense thing that does not deprive you of if that's how you get it's your so cookies. Funny to betting me, the guys, ponies or whatever. I went to college in like the party poker era, mm-hmm. so like when I and I think that's part of the reason why I enjoy it so much because when I was eighteen and seventeen, that was poker's the height of poker's popularity. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Moneymaker was winning the World Series and all that stuff. And then that bled into because a lot of the poker sites had the sportsbook.coms and it starts off when you're a freshman at five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars a game. And like that, like all my friends and I kind of grew up in that era. But like I also, for as as much as I'm like thinking that like making gambling look like you're a criminal is a bad thing. I don't think it's unreasonable to prohibit people from gambling at all if they're engaged in being like if you're a member of a college team that can be bet on like you should not bet on anything. If that's the thing, then that's the thing. And I would understand that the thing I do and this is already in place, but they already know they're not allowed to. But like a a renewed because now sports gambling is more mainstream than it's ever been in the history of our country. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So now that this is the case. Like Andy said, and, and I and I think you said too, Scott, create an exact guideline handbook of what you are and are not permitted. Have seminars about them the same way you do about every other issue when you're on a college football team or any other college team. And if you break that rule, you're out. Like mm-hmm. that, yeah. That to me seems very reasonable. And you know, and I think an outright ban is too much. I, I think it's mm-hmm. you can do this by just saying. Just don't bet on college sports because that seems like the most logical thing that prohibits you from gambling on your own games that prohibits you from gambling on your buddy's games, games. Yeah. and prohibits you from gambling on your girlfriend's game. You know, but I also think too, like the, the NFL same. for college football, though, yeah. I mean, like there's a lot of people who yeah, know Bryce Young on Alabama's campus. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he yeah. so 
Like, I do think there is like a gray area there of like, if you want to bet on the NFL, that's fine. But it's not like, you know, Bryce Young's six best friends on the face of the earth probably are either in the NFL right now or play on Alabama's team. Yeah. So, like, I, I almost would be like not even the same sport, I think, would be reasonable. You know, I do think there's a lot of hypocrisy here, too. I mean, when you look at Iowa, uh, when it renovated and, and built its new uh, uh, luxury suites in 2006, one of the the people who bought it was from Riverside uh, Gambling Establishment. And back then they couldn't allow it to be uh, broadcast. So they used it as like Riverside Golf Resort. And it's, you know, but it was, <laughs> but it was, a, it was a casino and now it's got a sports book attached to it and it's got a, it's got a luxury suite and it's a big uh, donor and everything. So, uh, you know, I, I agree with you though, when you, when you start to talk about, you know, maybe it's not anything college connected and your sport, but I also, you know, when it talks, when you talk about like NCAA tournament pools and, uh, you know, fantasy football or fantasy sports, that's also kind of tough because I'm like, that's just a lot of times just buddies getting together and doing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, even, you know, dare I say, even with like basketball players with the NCAA tournament, you don't really want them to. But is there really any harm if you each are throwing in five bucks for a pool? But I guess Rick Neuheisel knew that it didn't work out for him. Yeah. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. That When it's your own sport, I think you just have to say no and and don't do it and again like Ari said the poster is pretty clear we, yeah. we've all seen that poster in every locker room and every team facility it says don't bet on it they haven't changed the slogan since the 80s yeah so it's yeah i they do need to come together because this is something that is going to keep happening because it's just it's become more mainstream it's more common we, we were talking about it the other day with Chris Vanini on the show. Like we, we've been sponsored by BetMGM on this show mm-hmm. and it's, you've got more gambling. We talk companies. about it all the time. We too. do. We, our, <laughs> yeah. our Friday shows during the season are about gambling. So yeah, I, I agree. So I think, I think they've got to come up with some fairly common sense rules that, were, that, that fall short of an outright ban or you're going to have stuff like this. Because I think I think that 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 age group especially, you know, are you're closer to it than Scott and I are, but that age group especially, this is that they've grown up seeing as normal, and mm-hmm. th- there's a way to there's a way to police it and have rules where they won't be able to influence their own games and anything like, and, and so you can keep your sports on the up and up. And I know I keep harping on this, but that is the most important thing: is make sure. Your consumers know that your sport is on the up and up. You can do that, and then they can still, if that is a, something they enjoy recreationally and responsibly, that they can do without running afoul of the rules and getting suspended or kicked out of out of school. And and then there's also uh, relaying information to people who you know that I know that's uh, again a lot of this is speculative. I'll say a former Iowa player who transferred. Uh, apparently had somebody he knew that was old enough make a bet in a game, you know, and I'm not going to say what kind of game because it is speculative, but that can also have some damaging consequences when you're talking about college athletics, like, Hey, uh, my, you know, he's not playing or something like that. Yeah. There's not stuff like that. I'm not sure you can completely wipe out, Mm -hmm. but 
you can say don't bet on college sports, don't bet on your own sport. I, I mean, that is a reasonable restriction, very mm-hmm. reasonable restriction. You can do it without going going too draconian, but the penalties probably do need to be draconian if you're found to have bet on your own sport. I mean, mm-hmm. I that uh, that feels like a you should know better no matter yeah. what anybody told you, but especially because we know they've told you. Yeah, like that's a ban that. If, if that's a ban for life situation, it doesn't bother me that much. I think you're right. I mean, if, if let's say uh, a couple of Iowa football players, a couple of Iowa State football players bet on or their anywhere. own sport have to be, or yeah. men's basketball bet on their sport or any, you know, I can't imagine track and field would bet on their sport, but maybe they would. I know I I'm know. a lot faster than this guy, Scott, yeah. <laughs> or I know I'm a lot slower, slower. than this guy. That's slower would be easier to accomplish. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But if you bet on your own sport, then yes, you're banned for life, uh, NCAA and NAIA, whatever. Um, you're going to have to hope the pros take you or somewhere, but, but and, and they, and they might look side-eyed at yeah. you too, because they don't want that either. So exactly. That's yeah. I mean, listen, we, we've seen it through the years, Arch Schleister, Pete Rose, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, you know, the it, thing that I can't get out of my head, guys, um, is with the Alabama baseball situation and the college kids situation is nobody, the juice does not seem worth the squeeze in any of these situations either. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'd love to know the uh, dollar amounts that these Iowa and Iowa State athletes were betting. You know what I mean? And it's just like, are you going to risk your eligibility? Are you going to risk your job as the head coach of a baseball program for the money that you are probably gambling? And if 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 you're not, which you're probably not, then what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and Ari, uh, let me ask you this. If oh, the boy. athletic told you tomorrow, <laughs> if you place another bet on a sporting event and we find out you're fired. I would stop. That's I, I, that's the thing. It's it's kind of that simple. This is a recreational activity. So, but the gray area is uh, they. I think they. You would hope that they all know about their own sport. But it's hey, well, you know that's let's well. They, I don't think they. There's no excuse to not know, right? That because we 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 all know that if you're at a, a program like a Power Five level program or even any FBS level, it's program, discussed. It is discussed every year. Mm-hmm. You have a you have a thing where they come talk to you about it. Like every mm-hmm. team, every year. There's no like ignorance is no excuse on that one. So when we come back, Nicole Auerbach, Chris Vanini, and I, the Power Hour team, discuss our guy Dane Brugler's way too early 2024 mock draft. It is a lot of fun talking about this stuff because we know it will not look anything like this next year but it is fun to start imagining who's going to blow up in the next year whose name is not on that list that we think is going to be on that list whose names are on that list that we think might not be on that list or might be coming back to college who knows we'll find out we'll talk about it when we come back we are coming off the nfl draft and our friend dane brugler basically writes you, the readers, a book every single year. They call it The Beast. It's the ultimate draft guide. It's the best draft guide in America. And he he does that and he covers the draft and then just, you know, collapses at the finish line and then goes to an undisclosed location to recharge for a few weeks. That's what he's doing. But he has left us a gift, an absolute gift, a way too early 2024 mock draft, which 
as people who cover college football and love college football, we take this with a the largest possible grain of salt. And Dane will tell you, you got to take these with a grain of salt. Because you, there were these last year where they had people who were going in the first round this time last year who, who did not get drafted. Who did he have as his number one overall pick in the way too early last year? Do we know? Well, that's a good question. Uh, uh, Will Anderson, might, I believe. Will, it was Will Anderson? Anderson yeah. Okay. All it right. So that was, Will. that was close. That was close. It was either, well, and Jalen Carter was up there as well. And then, so. I would think that the quarterbacks would also have been in largely correct order. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Anthony Richardson was not. He was, uh, was on he the not radar. in the top five a uh, year no, ago? No, no, he's not on the radar. He'd only played a couple of games by that point. Yeah, he, it's true. Yeah, and, Will and, Levis was maybe starting to get some potential. He was getting buzz first round buzz. I believe Dane had him in the way too early at the at the that point last year. So and and then Will Levis doesn't go in the first round. So it's it, a very strange situation. But that is that is what's going to happen here because he's got a couple quarterbacks in the first round that we are fairly certain will be in the first round this time next year. And then there's some other quarterbacks there that. You know, as as people who cover college football, it's like, you sure about that? Really? So let's let's talk about it. Let, we'll start we'll start at the beginning, and and I will say so. Dane, if you if you're reading along on the athletic, the way Dane came up with the draft order is he basically took the Super Bowl odds and just reversed the order. And so he's actually got the Cardinals with the top two picks because the Texans have the second worst Super Bowl odds, and the Texans traded their first round pick to the Cardinals to move up to get Will Anderson. So this is, he, he's got the Cardinals taking Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. And can you imagine <laughs> if those two wound up on the same team? And, and that's after the Houston Texans got CJ Stroud and Will Anderson. So exactly. it's like, if you get two of the top three picks, it's in any draft, it's going to be kind of ridiculous to think of that. But yeah, Marvin Sanders, Harrison Jr., could have been the number one receiver this year. Would have been. Would have been the number Caleb, one receiver. And Caleb Williams would have been the number one quarterback. Yes. That, that, that's what always makes the draft interesting. It, it, it's all about the right year and if you're you're playing for the future this year or next year. But you're right. Quarterbacks are always the most interesting thing like to talk about. Every year it felt like Mel Kuyper or Todd McShay would have some Big Ten quarterback in his top first round mock and nobody in the Big Ten thought this quarterback was any good. I don't know where Will Levis was coming into the mock drafts last year, but probably He was in the high. first round of a lot of the way yeah. too early's last year. And that was one a lot of college fans point to do that the NFL people loved. So, do we just want to go through a couple of these yeah. that jump out here? Yeah, and I uh, think I know which one you're going to. I'm going to go with number six, the Washington Commanders taking Quinn Ewers. Yes! Texas quarterback. What a guy who we weren't sure if he was going to win the job this year. It appears he has over Arch Manning, over Malik Murphy, not over Arch, oh, not over Arch Manning, also Malik Murphy. <laughs> almost beat Alabama last year, got hurt in the game, and just never was quite the same the rest of the year when he came back. He people forget he was a 100 grade recruit coming yes. out. Yes, what what Arch was, Quinn was before him. Yes, and I mean, he went to Ohio State, didn't play. It's been a weird couple of years for Quinn Ewers, but. Obviously, the talent is there, but number six overall, how do we feel about that? I don't know that Quinn Ewers finishes the season as Texas has started. That's The thing about Quinn, the, the Quinn Ewers who started against Alabama last year, I can completely buy that person as a first-round draft pick at some point down the line, whether it's next year or the year after that. But what the one who came back, like the Oklahoma State version, yep. Yep. The, the Oklahoma State game version, uh-uh, there's a lot of work to be done. 
There is. And I think that this sums it up nicely. Like Dane did write, if the mental development catches up to the physical skills, yours will be an easy top 10 pick. And that's a lot of confidence. That's a big if. So we'll see. I mean, this is also a program that's going to face really high expectations this year. I've been kind of talking with people around the Big 12. Like, I do think people probably pick Texas to be the favorite. They will be picked first. Yep. Yeah. There will be a lot. What is Ari picking? Ari is... uh, trying not to basically Should we if call you, if him on vacation we, and we, we can call and him the Turks and Caicos but here's here's all you need to know if you watch the Andy Staples show on the YouTube feed when when Ari and I do it live every time he mentions Texas he ducks under a table now and that is to keep you from seeing him doing the hook'em hand sign and and just declaring Texas the Big 12 favorite. Oh, okay. He, it's not just literally ducking. He does not want to drink the Kool-Aid, the but reaction? the Kool-Aid is flowing through his veins. The burn orange Kool-Aid is flowing through his veins right know, now. That's Kool-Aid. Not the, that's not the only Kool-Aid yeah, uh, Kool-Aid, that we're going to talk about. Kool-Aid McKinstry's in this mock draft. He's Dane's got him number nine overall. I, listen, I, I'm, I can live with that. I, I love a good cornerback nickname. Yep. And this it's is one all, of the best. All-timer. Okay, I want to go back to some of the other interesting quarterbacks um, that Dane has in this draft. I think a lot of people were probably reacted to seeing J.J. McCarthy there at 15, and in this projection, he'd be going to the, the Vegas Raiders. Um, so that's an interesting one because similarly to Quinn, you see the flashes, you see the potential, mm-hmm. you see the arm, you see um, this the scramble and the instinct. But one of the storylines with Michigan last year was, was he getting better? Were we seeing development? They just didn't need him to do that much. And, and that's the thing. Like, I became a believer in J.J. McCarthy at the Ohio State game because it they finally hit a point yes. where he needed to win them a game. And he did. Yeah. He, 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 kept them, he kept them in it and then allowed them to take over and their physicality took over down the stretch. But without those big plays in the first half, they're not in that game. But can they, can, and can they do those more consistently? Will just, they call for Will them? they need it? They, they, that's well, the that's problem. They haven't it needed it. And Jim, and Jim Harbaugh is very comfortable winning games the way that they won games last year. Yeah. It, it's, can JJ McCarthy win get them to the national championship? Yes. But is that enough? To, have we seen enough to be top, what, 15 pick if they if they're trailing by 10 or 20 in a game which they're just they're not at Michigan can he lead them back Bryce Young was put in a lot of situations this year where he had to put that team on his back and he did it and that's why I think I liked him at number one we haven't really seen that yet from J.J. McCarthy well he, he's good he had to do it against Ohio State last year but would have to do it again against Ohio State they're going to, to Happy Valley and Michigan Penn State is a very where is this game being played based series, and so this may be a situation where he has to he has to put him on his back if they want to win that game in Happy Valley. The other thing about this is, let's say they do make the playoff and they have to play a Georgia or an LSU or an Alabama or a USC or an Oregon or somebody like that. You're gonna have to score a ton of points to beat any yep. of those teams I just mentioned, and so he's gonna have to show out. It's well, sort of like CJ Stroud against Georgia last year. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, especially coming off of losing to TCU, and there are so many Michigan fans that will tell you they had no business losing that game, right? And, and you know, they, they probably shouldn't have, right? And so I think that that's going to be a, a massive storyline with him. But again, I mean, Dane 
just like a lot of talent evaluators in the NFL, you're, you're really liking the raw talent, the pieces, the skills, and you worry about some of the polish or consistency later. Again, we just talked about this. Anthony Richardson just went four overall. Okay. So there are people who are going to be willing to take chances on guys that they believe are incredible. JJ has those traits. That's don't get confused because under Harbaugh, Michigan quarterbacks have not seen that dynamic. J.J. is a dynamic quarterback. Yes. He has all of the Huge skill arm, set that laser. the NFL first-round guys have. Yep, yep. The other quarterback that jumped out to me on this list, he had number 23 to the Miami Dolphins, Michael Penix Jr. from Washington, formerly of Indiana, really broke out last year, led the nation in passing, I think, by, by the end of the year, made some huge throws. The throw to beat Oregon – from, from one hash mark to the other the sideline, that's an NFL-type throw, and he'll be in his second season, not second season with Kalen DeBoer, but the second season with everybody there in Washington. He's a really intriguing guy. The opposite of McCarthy and Ewers, where he's not a young guy. He's been playing for a long time, but he's got a, a big-time arm, and Washington's going to have a big season. But he also has a very checkered injury history not, nothing Mold. it's nothing personal to him this, he just has a lot of injuries this in was past. the first last season part of the reason we're talking about him as a, a heisman guy in washington in their ceiling is because he actually stayed healthy and that's what he was capable of in that system but we hadn't seen that it's it's very interesting because you've got Tua tongue of iloa another lefty with a very long injury history and so that's that's why dane has him here is because uh, you know it, it's the assumption that maybe Tua doesn't make it through another season and the Dolphins have to decide what they're going to do. We'll be right back after these words. So another thing that jumped out to me as I'm looking through this mock is how many Buckeyes there are. I think there's five he's got here in they the got first round. JT Tuimilau. Oh, I'm so is, excited about him next season. I can't wait to watch him. Uh, you've got Mike Hall Jr. too. So obviously like, those, are the, that's the, those are the positions that we're so used to seeing Ohio State just churn out. NFL stars um, across that defensive front, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, I I am gonna I'm ready to start having this conversation about what would it take for him to win the Heisman because I think he was the best non quarterback in the country last year, and Dane's got him going number two overall. I he is such a special player, and we've seen a lot of really special receivers come out of Ohio State in recent years into Brian Hartline, I, but he's I think the Devonte Smith taught us that sometimes it's the receiver. More than the quarterback. I'm glad that we have that as a touch point and the, that voters recently realized that. And I hope that that carries over because he is such a special player and playmaker and he does things that other people can't. And so even though we always assume whoever is playing quarterback at Ohio State is going to be above average and going to make these plays. I mean, he's a special player and I think we need to consider that. Even if maybe, you know, he's not touching the ball in every single play like a quarterback does. Well, and Ohio State's had, what, five or six receivers drafted in the first round in the last two years? Had a, had a couple more this year. And he might be the best of all. And, and remember, Dane has a Mecca Buka down in the yes. bottom of the first round of this mock. I mean, yeah, well, that, that's, that's the last thing I, I wanted to point here. I count 13 Big Ten players in this first round mock, plus... Not counting the UCLA's got one in here and Caleb Williams at number one USC. And we saw it in the first round this year. Big Ten and SEC really separated themselves from the other conferences in that first round. And are we already seeing that divide, not just the financial divide, but the talent divide where the Big Ten and the SEC are already loading up with NFL players that the other conferences just can't match? 
Well, yeah. I mean, it's the power, too. And, and some other guys that, that are in this, like from the SEC, Mason Smith from LSU, you may have forgotten about him because he got hurt in game one last year against Florida State. He's going to be very good. That's that's a, a thing to worry about. Harold Perkins isn't draft eligible until 2025, but we're going to be talking about him probably yep. in the top five of the 2025 draft. Should we start a Heisman campaign for him, too? I Listen, I, I am all on board with the. I don't know. I, I have my Joe Milton and, and Carson Beck Heisman campaigns. So how do, many can, can I one add another person? one? Yes, I think you can. Okay. Well, speaking of that, let's let's talk about that. Guys who are not on this list, who we think can play their way onto this list. I just named two of them: Joe Milton and Carson Beck. I think if Joe Milton, the accuracy issues that that cost him the job at Michigan, that cost him the job at Tennessee to Hendon Hooker, if he looks like he looked against Clemson in the Orange Bowl for an entire season, Joe Milton will be a first round draft pick. That would really be something too. Can, can Michigan claim him? Can you count him as a as another Big Ten product? Well, speaking of Michigan, I was thinking um, Blake Corum, a running back in Michigan. We saw some running backs go higher this year, two in the first round that we didn't expect. Now, obviously, Jameer Gibson, Bijan Robinson, you can do a lot with them. You can spread them out and different things. But uh, he's obviously coming off. Uh, I think it was ACL injury, so he's got to show that. But maybe running backs at that level are more valuable than we thought. Yeah, it's it, that's an interesting thing because. Maybe that's swinging back the other direction. We we look at them as kind of luxury picks, but I got maybe not. Uh, that uh, that would be fascinating for sure. And I think we've seen some really special ones, like when Jameer Gibbs gets drafted, and you're like, well, he's also an amazing pass catcher, and like you're going to want to use him in multiple thing. ways. I, I, once I got over the initial surprise of that high, really, yeah. a tw- oh, you're like, oh no, no, that works. He's and both. then they trade DeAndre Swift, and you're like, this makes total yes. sense. Yes. Um. So you know, sticking on the quarterback theme, because I know we've been kind of really harping on that. Um. A quarterback that I'm going to be really interested in to see what their their pro prospects look like is Sam Hartman. Yes. Because he's going to be coming off of a, a year in the Notre Dame offense where he's going to show that he can be a quarterback in a different offense and not just the slow mesh and the Wake Forest offense. He's going to be older, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, there were some older quarterbacks yeah. in this past Stetson draft. Bennett, Stetson fourth Bennett, fourth round. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but... You know, I think he's going to be spectacular. By the way, at Notre Dame, I think he's 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 a great quarterback. But what does that do? What does that showing that he can he can win games in different ways in that offense? What does that do to his draft stock? Which I'm not sure where it is as we sit here and record this. But that's a person that I can see putting up massive numbers and really getting some buzz around. Well, our colleague Caitlin Kaler for the NFL side wrote a really good story uh, before the draft about how. There are just there's less quarterback depth in the NFL draft because guys are transferring or they're sticking around because of NIL. Sam Hartman's an example of that. Uh, a couple other guys are an example of that. Uh, and, and so maybe that's why Stetson Bennett goes in the fourth round. Maybe the, that's why some other quarterbacks get picked in the fifth and sixth round because those guys aren't going to be available as undrafted free agents. And so suddenly the value of a quarterback draft pick goes up. And if Sam Hartman's a perfect example of a guy who maybe goes a bit higher because of that well and i think sam probably is a fifth or sixth round pick this year if you had right, he gone so out how high can he now yeah, go and, and i don't know i don't know that he goes much higher but he also went to notre dame there's there's an nil component to that from what i'm told he did not take the highest offer he got that there were other schools that offered a little bit more but he felt like that was the place he wanted to wanted to be but yeah it's it, it is a chance for him for Michael Penix Jr., who I, I I don't see him as a first round draft pick. Maybe I'm wrong, 
but I think his injury history is is a is a problem for the NFL teams. Bo Nix is another one who yeah, very you know, could have gone out this year and and probably would have been drafted somewhere, but another consistent year for Bo Nix and possibly up some things. he goes a round or two higher than he would have. That's that's where like these don't have to be first round guys that I'm interested. I'm interested to see what they can improve, where they can go a little bit higher. Where do they where do they make that jump? Um, so those are some of the guys cuz you know there this this is going to look totally different than it's the one we just analyzed. <laughs> that's it that's the thing. I can't wait to look at this this time next year and see how wrong we it's all like were. when we do the Heisman draft, and oh, then don't even remind me. Players are nowhere near the Heisman <laughs> picture. Oh. I got zero points last year, Andy. Oh, I won it last year. I got zero points this year. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I know I had I had Hinden Hooker, we, and then he got hurt. For people who don't know, we draft like thirty guys, probably about maybe a bit more. Yeah. And if you if you finish in the top five or you get votes, you get points on based on that. And so many guys finish in the top ten of the Heisman voting that we didn't see coming. Nope. And that's what's going to happen. There'll be guy. There, there will be a first round or there'll be several first round draft picks that we're not even talking about right now because they've probably not even started a game in college yet. And they're in their third year in college, and they're going to blow up. and And the NFL is going to say, you know what? You don't need any more seasoning. Come on. Thanks so much for listening to the Andy Staples Show. It was a lot of fun. We got a lot more for you this week. We got another episode of Power Hour with Nicole and Chris. We've got Stars Matter with Ari Wasserman and Mitch Light. And we've got an interview with new Arizona State head coach Kenny Dillingham, part of our New Guys series. Hope you enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon.